Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's time to cross to America to speak to the fabulous girl gone blind all the way from San Diego. It's Maria Johnson. How are you doing this week, Maria? Hey, Jill. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Very, very well. I have to say, I am looking forward to the spring. It's getting a little bit milder here. What's it like out there? Oh, absolutely. It is almost spring-like here. Um, You know, we never really had a winter here in California. Not very much rain at all. And um, it's it's actually been gorgeous. Right. I think I'll stop you right there because uh, we have had a horrendous winter. (laughs) Snow, rain, hail, the whole lot. Anyway, listen, we're not talking about that today, Maria. We are talking about something that uh, you and I kind of agree and agree to disagree on because we're talking talking about, well, looking blind. Now, can you explain where you're coming from, from this angle? I absolutely can. See, some time ago, I saw a video by a gentleman who has a YouTube channel called The Blind Life. His name is Sam. And he put out a video that was on the topic of why we feel we need to look more blind than we really are. Now, he is also partially sighted like myself. And as I watched the video, I was like, yes, (laughs) I do that sometimes. And he described it as this strange phenomenon that we, we tend to feel that we need to almost justify why we're using a cane or a guide dog and the old, we don't look blind thing. He took a lot of the words right out of my mouth. It was really, really interesting on why we feel we need to put on more blindness, if you will, to the public at times. Um, Was he partially sighted or was he completely blind, Maria? He's partially sighted. So he's partially sighted as well, as are you. You see, Mm -hmm. you know, enough to to not get around independently, but, you know, you you see enough to be able to read extremely large print, don't you? Yeah, extremely large, like like as big as the sun. (laughs) But yeah, he is partially sighted. So um, I've heard people call what we have is travel vision, just just enough to get around, but not enough to just go walking down the street and taking a hike and a jog and everything else without some sort of assistance. So tell me, why do you and the likes of Sam with your partial sight feel you need to justify using the cane? I mean, I know you do have that little bit of sight, but surely, you know, you don't feel embarrassed about not being blind enough? No, it's not that at all. What it is, is that because we can use the cane, yet we're looking around, we're looking at people, we may be um, having conversation and, you know, looking very, you know, not blind, as some people put it. But why do we have the cane? Why at an airport, can we get extra assistance and go through that security line way ahead of everybody else? When we're walking with a assistant from the airport, we have a cane, but we're carrying on and maybe pointing over to something or pointing over there. So people are like, well, wait a minute, he's got a cane, but he doesn't look blind. So what happens sometimes is that we tend to maybe not look at people in the face or the eyes. We won't look straight ahead. We may look down or around. 
I don't know. It's just, it's this weird thing and I have done it and I, I don't know exactly what comes over us <laughs> when we do it. But my daughter has actually told me, mom, and this was at an airport. You're, you're, you're acting weird. Don't do that. And I'm thinking, what, what am I doing? She goes, you're acting really blind. That was the first time that I kind of went, whoa, I, God, I kind of am, but I don't mean to, but for some reason, I feel like I'm going to get called out for not I don't know. It's it's just, I don't know how else to explain it. We're not looking blind enough to justify the not, cane. Right, right. And that we're going to get called out. Like, you know, you shouldn't be using that cane because you're fine. Or you shouldn't be using that guide dog because you're fine. Well, no, we're really not. And people just don't understand that the cane is used for so many other things than just symbolizing, you know, we're partially sighted or blind. Maria, I completely understand where you're coming from because I have been through the situation myself where, you know, going through an airport and I am holding onto the arm of, of somebody who's who's giving me assistance or, you know, I've been with a friend or my husband holding onto their arm and I've got my symbol cane because I use the symbol cane. I call it my airport stick, you know, which probably isn't, (laughs) it gets me to the top of queues. Um, Mm -hmm. But people have called me out on it and they've said, you know, there's a queue or queue up or, and I've turned around and I've shown them the cane. And sometimes that doesn't even pacify them. Well, you're not in a wheelchair. It's, it's really, see for me, I know that I can stand in a queue like anybody else. But see, because I've got absolutely nothing to focus on, I do tend to get a bit dizzy if I stand mm. still on, you know, in one spot for too long. Mm. So I do kind of need to keep moving um, or sit down. Funny you say about trying to look more blind. There are times I kind of do the opposite in that mm-hmm. it's not that I try not to look blind, but see if I'm out working my guide dog, I will never wear sunglasses. If I've got my symbol cane in my hand, I will never wear sunglasses. And it's almost like it's just... It's too much of a, a, a blind look overload for me. Mm-hmm. I feel as if, you know, everybody expects me as a blind person to be wearing sunglasses anyway, full time in the house when I sleep, the whole lot when I shower. Um, <laughs> so for me, you know, I love my sunglasses and I've got beautiful sunglasses, you know, that I love wearing, but I'll never wear them unless I'm I'm holding onto the arm of somebody. So it just looks like I'm, you know walking along with a friend or or my husband or whatever the case may be. It's a very, very personal thing. And the weird thing is, I'm not embarrassed about being blind. I'm not ashamed of being blind. And I've certainly accepted the fact that I'm blind. It's just in my head, the image isn't right for me. And I think, you know, as a blind woman who cares about her image, this is just not my kind of image. It's not the kind of image I want to put across to other people. Does that sound strange? No, no, no. That's That makes total sense. It really, really does. And we are kind of at opposite ends of this topic, if you will. And, you know, I can see where you're trying to look more sighted and I'm trying to look more blind. And again, I'm not embarrassed or mortified over being blind at this point because, you know, I've had a lot of years to kind of work through that. But I think what happens is there's an image that the sighted community 
has of blind people. And, you know, a lot of people who have never met blind people before. And the image is the one that is set in the movies. It's the person with the cane whacking everything and glasses and, you know, doesn't know where they're going. And, you know, so that's what people think of when they, you know, think of blind people a lot of the time and not saying all the time. So when you see someone like myself or like you, it's like, whoa, what's different about this picture? And, you know, I have a cane and I don't look, you know, blind, quote unquote, and I'm acting fairly, you know, at ease and I'm not sweeping my cane, you know, five feet across, you know, in front of me then I'm not doing everything that is in some folks' minds of what a blind person does. So in turn, I think, you you know, I turn on that blindness and, you know, I, I just think it helps people to understand I'm using the cane because I need to and don't judge, don't call me out. The same thing happens, and I've heard stories and stories and stories all the time about this is that people, whether they have um, vision problems or they are have a chronic illness, when you park in a handicap place and you get out of the car and you hop out, no cane out yet because it's folded in your bag, people have been approached and said, you can't park here. You know, what's wrong with you? You can't park here. And because you don't look blind. So I have gotten out of the car whipped out that cane and looked blind so that nobody will approach me and question why I am in a handicapped parking space or question the people that I am with for that matter. Because it's, you know, it's not something I want. I don't want to hassle it. I really, really don't. It's so funny you say that. I was only talking about that at the weekend, just gone there, and I have been asked you know, why we're, we're parked in a disabled bay, even if I've had, you know, the the disabled badge up, which obviously I do uh, put it up if we're parking in a disabled bay. But I have been asked because maybe I don't have my dog or my stick, but I'm holding on to somebody's arm. Um, mm-hmm. I've also, I've had the experience when um, my ex-partner, he unfortunately died. He had a degenerative heart and lung condition. Now he had a disabled badge as well. And the two of us would get out the car and he drove a very nice car. It was, you know, a nice Mercedes convertible. And we would get out this car and people would almost lambast us for having a nice car and, you know, for for being in a disabled bay, not knowing that he could barely walk the length of himself before being out of breath. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's one of those things, Mm. Maria, that I think sometimes people should really keep their noses out. But at the same time, I know people you know, I would get irate if I thought that somebody was missing out on a disabled bay because somebody was faking it. But you and I know what kind of people we are. We're not the type to kind of fake that kind of thing. But going back to kind of looking blind, I, you know, one of my best friends, he is partially sighted. And we're all coming from the same angle in that we've all had perfect vision. And we've all lost sight either totally or partially and he feels so very emasculated particularly when he gets onto a bus with a disabled pass that you know entitles him to free rail travel free bus travel you know he he gets very upset because they look at him as if to say 
yeah right who are you trying to kid it's demoralizing at times it really Mm -hmm. is and I think people should be a little more aware of you know the things that come out their mouth before they actually go ahead and say them think sometimes problems are underlying you can't see my diabetes you can't see the complications of my diabetes inside my body parts of my body are a complete mess but at the same time you know I would never turn around and ask somebody that kind of question. I just wouldn't. Well, I think that a lot of internal conditions and diseases, you know, that don't show outright, you know, that's one thing. And, you know, that's a whole topic in itself. And I've read that on many Facebook groups and things of what people do to avoid being, you know, accosted or (laughs) judged by others because you can't see what's going on. But this outside you know, everything on the outside, which is, you know, the sight loss and how we have to manage ourselves. I think just maybe it comes from an uncomfortable spot for me. Maybe it comes from a place of, I don't know really quite yet how to work this whole thing. You know, maybe that's where it all comes from. But when I, going looping back, when I saw this video, I just thought, okay, I'm not the only one who's done this. And in fact, he's even talked about other YouTubers that have talked about this topic, this strange phenomenon. And again, I I do want to make it clear. It's not that we're embarrassed. It's that we just don't want to be judged for trying to pass off as blind, you know, when we actually really are, but we just don't look it. And it's just this strange thing. And I sometimes you just can't explain a phenomenon, Jill. And I think we've probably explained it as much as we possibly can. And I don't know if any of the listeners can relate to my side or your side, more blind, less blind. But, you know, I think it's an interesting topic. And um, like I said, sometimes phenomenons just can't be explained (laughs) absolutely well listen it uh, is always fabulous having you on the program Maria and like you say we'd love to know what uh, you at home think so do get in touch with us all our contact details are on our fully accessible website rnibconnectradio.co.uk and obviously Maria if anybody wants to take a look at your blog how do they do so they can find my blog at girlgoneblind.com you can find me on Twitter at Girl Gone Blind and on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind. Maria Johnson, our very own Girl Gone Blind. It's been a pleasure to talk to you as always. Thank you so much for joining us here in the Morning Mix. I'll speak to you next week. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.